everything with okay so and I don't really understand why it just happens it's like embedded in my brain that I just have to start talking by saying okay so okay so we're starting okay so here's the podcast thank you for being here um I'm sure I will learn how to start these podcasts better the more that I get into it, um, but that's all I've got for now, so we're going to roll with it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone who starts podcasting starts out super awkward and uncomfortable, and they just get better over time, and that's what I'm praying for because I still feel very uncomfortable doing this, but it's getting better and I am having a lot of fun. So yeah, that's where we're at. Anyway, so here we are officially starting the first season after many, 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 many months of this being on the back burner. If you've been paying attention at all, uh, I started launching the first season. When was it? Like February? I think I published the first episode and then nothing, radio silence, but here I am. So the topic that I originally chose for this season of the podcast was spiritual warfare. And I had planned to go through each and every piece of the armor of God in Ephesians 6, kind of explain what they mean, give some context for them, and just go into detail on on that um and I still I still do want to do that but I want to take it a slightly different direction than I had originally planned I think that we really need to be talking about the reality of spiritual warfare and what it looks like it can't just be head knowledge of the armor of God and what it means it has to be real to us it has to be tangible because the fact of the matter is our entire life as believers is spiritual warfare. So Paul uses the analogy of a soldier over and over and over again when he talks about the Christian life. And I don't think he does this flippantly. I think that he is very intentional when he uses this analogy. Because life isn't all sunshine and roses. And like, yes, life in Christ is good, but there's still struggles. Uh, and I think one of the things that we tend to get wrong when we're evangelizing to other people is like how we talk only about Christ turning our lives around and making everything better. And like he absolutely does that. Um, and we should absolutely rejoice when Christ brings people up out of the mud and into the truth and turns their lives around and, um, you know, improves their situations and all of that kind of thing. But... What we're lacking is equipping these new believers to get ready for the battle of their lifetime. So Christ does turn our lives around. He does make things better. But he's also equipping us to be able to go through trials. He's not promising us, you know, a perfectly smooth road. He's not promising us that everything in this life is going to be fantastic. So we don't, we don't get a pass on trials just because we're saved. Um, in fact, if you look through scripture, it's expected that we're going to face trials. And James 1 says when you face trials, not if you face trials. 
Um, so getting saved is really part of the battle. But once you're saved, you've really only just picked a side because the battle's still raging around you and it will be until Christ returns. Um, and that battle's going to look different for each person in different seasons. So James talks about various trials. Like it's not just big things that are obvious like persecution or losing loved ones or walking through like mental illness or things like that. Like those things tend to be obvious struggles that we go through. Um, but various trials can include like even everyday frustrations that bother us like our kids screaming or our house being messy or any number of little irritations that come up over the course of a day. So how we handle the little things is a small example of how we're going to handle the big things. And James says we're supposed to count it all joy. So in the midst of trials, you know, big and small, we're supposed to count it all joy. Um, and the big ones are coming. Like even if we haven't experienced any significant trials in our lives so far, there's a good chance that we will. So I know every generation thinks that they're closer and closer to the end times when Christ is going to return and make all things new. Like when I was a teenager, we were obsessed with the left behind books. And that was kind of, you know, we were in this realm of talking about what the end times were really going to look like. Um, and I think, I think every generation is correct in a, in a sense, because the longer history go, goes on, the closer we do get to the end times. I'm not going to say that we are in the end times. We don't know. What I'm seeing around me does look an awful lot like preparing for the end times. The church claimed that they were being persecuted over the last year because of COVID restrictions, and a lot of people laughed at them. And then there were many Christians who claimed that the vaccines were the mark of the beast and many people laughed at them. And while I definitely think that the struggles that we've had here in the U.S. over the last year um, are really nothing in comparison to what the underground church in China, for example, experiences. Um, and I don't think that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Um, but I'm not really laughing because I can definitely see how these things could be precursors to something worse. So I don't know if any of you are following what's happening in Australia, but they announced recently that they were going to cut off medical assistance to anyone who's not vaccinated. They set up quarantine camps for anyone who tests positive for covid you know, their people are in one of the most severe lockdowns that I've heard of in the whole past since we started uh, dealing with this pandemic. Uh, there are people being arrested for wearing their masks slightly wrong or going outside of their home without a good reason. Um, and if all of this seems somewhat familiar, it's because these kind of tactics have been tried throughout history and they always end up with people being ostracized and eventually killed. And if you think it's not coming to America because we're so free, I mean, just look at how much your state governments have been able to get away with under the guise of public health. Like here in California, they've been able to stop people from working. They've stopped homeowners from collecting rent and being able to pay mortgages They've, you know, stopped kids from going to school. They've stopped churches from meeting, from providing 
for the spiritual needs of their people. And it's been almost two years. Um, so I definitely do think it could happen here too. If they've done all of this for a virus, they can do it for other reasons too. It's only a matter of time before they try to come after the church for things like hate speech and discrimination and being a danger to public health. So the church in America, especially, but I think in a lot of the Western world, we've been comfortable for a long time. You know, like we recognize and experience a lot of the small trials and troubles that come with being human in the world. But we've done very little to prepare for big trials. And I think that that's left a lot of people feeling really confused and isolated when they begin to experience big trials. When I had my first miscarriage, I was aware that child loss was a possibility because my family had walked through losing my nephew several years before. One of the things that I found the hardest about those times was how nobody really talked about it. Like, there were a few people who had shared their story online. There were support groups that were made up of women who had experienced their own loss. Um, but if you hadn't experienced it yourself, it wasn't really talked about. And I think it can be really easy to feel alone when you experience those kind of trials. Like, that's exactly where Satan wants you to be. He wants you to feel alone and isolated, and he wants the church to be unable or unwilling to respond and to guide you through that. When Pastor John MacArthur took a stand last year and opened his church with no COVID restrictions, I was kind of shocked by how many Christians were chastising him for following his conscience and his belief that God was leading them. You know, when the government came after him and slapped him with fines and they took away his parking lot, because he refused to stop serving his people faithfully, they told him that he should just comply. Now, imagine if we were facing persecution for simply believing the Bible to be true. Like, how many Christians do you know who would stand up for the truth or would just comply in order to get along? Like, we need to be preparing ourselves and our churches for the very real possibility that we will experience more severe persecution in our lifetime. We need to stand with those who are willing to take a stand on what God says. We can't allow Satan to keep us isolated and alone. We need to have support in place. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot over the past year is if the Mark of the Beast were presented tomorrow and you couldn't buy or sell without getting it, do you have a church that would support you and would help you find provisions that would come around you that, that would have the support group that you could be a part of? Like if you refuse to take the Mark, like, would you know who you could turn to who would stand by you? We need to be asking these questions and finding our people. Like, we need to be learning how to persevere through trials so that the testing of our faith can produce steadfastness. The battle is happening already, and we really need to get ready to join it. So that's kind of what this next season is going to be all about. We're going to keep digging into some of the real-life stuff in the next several episodes and we're going to talk about what this looks like so that's all i've got for today just kind of an introduction to what we're going to be talking about and hope you'll join me next week as we continue this conversation 